Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday. Right now, it is currently February 4th, and it is 6.30 a.m. East Coast time. We got a four-game NBA slate. It's one of those wonky weeks where we're going to get a 10, a 4, a 10. These big and small slates, I'd rather just have the 6 to 9-game slates all week long. But you get what you, I guess not deserving this fact, but you just get what you get in this case. But here we go, four-game slate. We're going to break it down. If you are indeed new here because the NFL is over, just want to say welcome to my YouTube channel. Welcome to my podcast. We're also covering the XFL. Did a first look, uh, an early thoughts video on that yesterday podcast as well. You can check that out. Have another video out later in the week to kind of close my thoughts on the week one of the XFL. NBA content every single week as well. PGA this week is a pro-am at Pebble Beach. I have a good friend who actually works there. We're going to definitely cover it on Patreon. Going to try and get a YouTube video out. These pro-ams, though, uh, with multiple courses, three-course rotations, they're just very wonky to even uh, kind of break down. There's not a lot to go off of, but we'll have some sort of video and content out in some variety as well. That's just a highlight of the week with this four-game slate. Not a lot to totally break down. There are some key injury news, but we've seen it a lot this season when Russell Westbrook rests and how that kind of impacts this team and what to expect. So I'll go through all of that. 20 early interest. The projections are already done this early in the morning because there's only four games. It's pretty easy to do. So if you want to check out those projections, they'll be linked up down below. Also, my Instagram is linked up down below. Follow me over there. Um, just I made an announcement yesterday, which is pretty cool. But also, um, I'll probably link up these projections for free like an hour before lock or so today for only the people who view this video. So you can check those out there if you indeed wish. That being said, Thanks for being here. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Again, if you're coming from the football crowd or you're just getting into NBA or if you're a returning subscriber, whatever it might be, I really do thank you for spending the next 15 or so minutes of your time here. Thanks so much. Starting with the injury news in Charlotte, just PJ Washington. He missed the front end of the back-to-back last night. He's going to be questionable today with an ankle. I don't know if he's officially listed as questionable. I'm just putting this here so you know that he missed the front end of the back-to-back. Cody Zeller has been seeing bigger run um, in the absences of Washington and just as of late. Marvin Williams should see a little bit of a bump as well. Willie Hernan Gomez should get impacted by PJ Washington as sort of a secondary piece. If indeed Washington is in, seems like a very nice spot for him for 28 plus minutes as long as there's no minutes restriction at 4,600. If he is out, well, I got Cody Zeller at another 30 minutes in a really good matchup where against Houston, there is no Clint Capella and just there's no Russell Westbrook. So overall, an easier defensive matchup, especially when you take out Capella for a guy like Zeller. When you get to Denver, lots of injury news. Jamal Murray's missed the last 10 games. He's actually questionable today with an ankle injury. So this is good. This is an upgrade for Jamal Murray. It does not mean he's going to play, but it's better than what you've seen as of late. This would impact Monty Morris directly in the starting lineup. Malik Bleasley, Torrey Craig would see less minutes in the rotation, and then Will Barton as well as the Denver Nuggets would get closer to getting healthy. And another thing to point out is that if Jamal Murray does play and they tell us there's no minutes limit, now it's a lower body ankle injury, so I imagine maybe he's limited to like 28, 26 minutes. But if there is no minutes limit and he comes out and plays 32 or so minutes at 6,100 versus Portland, really good price point. Michael Porter Jr. and Paul Millsap for Denver have both been ruled out. Porter Jr. with an ankle, Paul Millsap with a knee. Millsap being out, you'll just continue to see Jeremy Grant play big minutes, 34 I have him projected for today. Michael Porter Jr. being out will affect um, Hernan Gomez to get somewhere in the, the low to mid-teens. Torrey Craig and Malik Beasley, I have each splitting 48 minutes, so I have them each at 24. Actually, I believe I have Malik Beasley at 24 minutes and Torrey Craig at 22 today. It makes Beasley slightly interesting, but you're going to see on this slate, there's a ton, a ton of value. Pretty much every single player you can think of is underpriced or barely appropriately priced today. 
and it makes for just a slate of whatever you want to do. We'll get there in a second. Clint Capella is out today with a heel. P.J. Tucker has been starting at the five as of late. So if for some reason you get Isaiah Hardenstein starting at the five or Tyson Chandler, they immediately come in play. I'd project Tyson Chandler for like 18 to 20 minutes if he started. Isaiah Hardenstein, if he was to start, I'd probably project him for somewhere around 24 minutes. Um, but at this point, we've seen P.J. Tucker starting at the five the last few games. We've seen Daniel House Jr. starting in place of, quote unquote, Clint Capella at the three. Now with no Russell Westbrook or or at least Russell Westbrook being doubtful with a thumb injury. I imagine Austin Rivers gets a bump. I have him playing 32 minutes. He looks like a fine play. James Harden, I have around a 1.8, 1.85 fantasy point per minute producer today. He looks fantastic as my highest projected player, just under 70 fantasy points. I believe I have him around 68, about four or five more points than Giannis today. Eric Gordon would benefit, have him for 35 minutes. And Ben Mclemore, I actually have for a decent amount of minutes, becomes a really nice play at the price point, like a 6x type of a value, one of the better values on the slate. But again, there's a ton of value on this slate. George Hill is questionable with a hamstring today. Um, I have him listed as questionable. He did miss. They said that he was going to miss the next couple of games. He's missed two games since then. So there's a couple in the third game. I don't know. So I have him as questionable with a hamstring. If he was to miss $3,200 Pat Connington, I projected for 22 minutes. He looks pretty decent. Eric Bledsoe I have for 31, just picking up maybe an extra one or two minutes with George Hill out. I'm currently projecting George Hill out. That is why Connington has 22 minutes. And at 3,200, looks like an okay value, a fine value. Kendrick Williams is the only other news for New Orleans. He's been out with a back for months. Uh, maybe even a month now, a month and a half. Um, him being out doesn't really impact much now that Zion is indeed back. So that's the injury news. I mean, the major things to watch are Jamal Murray's status um, right now, and then Russell Westbrook is doubtful, likely going to miss. PJ Washington and George Hill, some more secondary type options on this slate in terms of their injury impacts. Getting into the target offense sheet now, before we get into it, I'll just quickly uh, call out Fantasy Draft as the sponsor of today's video, linked up above. Actually going to have a conversation with them today about just some more initiatives that we can roll out um, and just really helping bring some of those free rolls like we've been bringing through the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl, more of those out to the community here. So anything that's free to enter, but benefit and upside, it's a good promotion for them. They get people on the site, but it's also a, a harmless promotion for people watching. Don't have to spend any money to try it out. But if you do want to check out Fantasy Draft, I'll link up their NBA lobby down below. I've been playing their pick and roll contest. It's a very good contest. Um, it is 2x men cash. It is like 13% overall to first, so very nice and, and well-structured and balanced um, payout structures. And then also it's just no rake. And that's the biggest thing with them. It's a subscription monthly fee. You're paying less than a, a percentage of what you would pay in rake on DraftKings and FanDuel to play over there. I don't expect anybody to fully go over to Fantasy Draft, but I, I, I would say urge you to check it out. Just easier play, easier competition, just since it's the third or fourth site in the industry right now in terms of overall size so check out fantasy draft i'll link them up down below to their nba lobby even if you just want to click the link it does indeed help me target offense sheet we can stop it right here just quickly and touch on some things um the highest game totals right now is this new orleans and milwaukee game is just going to be an absolute track meet i have it as the highest projected pace game on the slate it's only a six point spread milwaukee especially new orleans now getting healthier this is a team that is going to make a run with a ton of talent but milwaukee and we'll see what they do with drew holiday with the trade deadline in the next few days imagine that they want to keep him. They can go either way, I think. But Milwaukee only six-point favorites. I'm projecting everything straight up. I'm projecting Giannis for 31 minutes, Middleton for 33, Bledsoe for 31. I'm not ducking them a minute or two because of potential blowout because 244 game total with a six-point spread. Milwaukee with a 125 team implied total. Yeah, this is a really good spot for Milwaukee players, especially when you factor in their matchups. Now, Harden's on a slate with no Russell Westbrook. Giannis, though, 
at his current price point is a fantastic play. If you can somehow swing things to get Giannis and Harden into lineups and still like your lineup, I haven't really tried it yet today. Um, I'm not totally against that with the amount of three and 4k value that we have with the amount of really good seven and 6k value that we have as sort of your secondary pieces. Um, now there's lots of value everywhere and a lot of good plays. So you don't have to do that when you're playing a, a Harden plus a Giannis lineup like that. You need one, the value to hit, but then two, you need those guys to have their 65, 70 plus point days, which I think without Russ and, and in this really good spot for Giannis is definitely possible. So Giannis stands out for Milwaukee for me. Bledsoe and Middleton would be after that. Guys that I would want more of Middleton right now than Bledsoe. And if indeed George Hill is out, I think Pat Connington at 3,200 to play 22 minutes. I have him at 20 plus minutes is a very fine value on this slate against New Orleans. Um, a lot of things look like nice for Milwaukee. Brooke Lopez is not totally out of question either. Just on a slate that it has only four games. Players that are five point or five X value or above for me projected is like 40 of them. So I'm really trying to zone it down to those guys who are like 5.25 or 5.3 X in my projections, which is about 25 or so. And that's really where my player pool will come from today for the most part. So Milwaukee stands out. Giannis, I'm fine paying for him. If the ownership on Giannis on a four game slate is like 30% and Harden's is like 70% and you only want to play one of them because you like the rest of your lineup, I would pivot to Giannis. Now I have Harden for a good amount of points more. And I, I really like him. He's my favorite play right now in that upper range and maybe on the entire slate. Um, but if the ownership is there, ownership clearly makes players a lot worse of a play when you're talking GPPs, depending on how popular they are based on opportunity costs of not playing them. So they look fantastic. Um, the second highest total is the Lakers, a 120 and a half total. Another great total here. They're 12 point favorites, though, against San Antonio, a 229 game total. San Antonio has a 108.5 team implied total today. So the Lakers do stand out. It's just that I prefer Anthony Davis to Braun today, cheaper, and they grade out pretty similar to me projected points wise. Braun's not totally out of play. He's going to probably make a player pool for me. Um, but they're just a tier below the Giannis and Harden upside. I have Giannis right now projected for like, 10, 11 more points than Davis and Braun. I have Harden projected for like 15 more points in just pure projections uh, than those guys. So it ends up being just really, really difficult to get to those guys over them. You'd have to just have a totally different lineup build. After that, not much. Like Kyle Kuzma stands out as a okay value for like 22 fantasy points. I have him at today. That's not terrible at the price point you're getting him at. Rondo is a wild card. He's not going to make a player pool as of right now for me. I have him projected around 20 fantasy points, 19 or so. It's not terrible for the price, but again, there's just a lot of other options down there that I like more. Uh, KCP, all those guys not really interested in. So it'd be Anthony Davis, Braun, and Kuzma for me in that order in my interest there. And then we'll just give you one more here for my third highest implied team total. It's going to be Houston, 13 and a half point favorites. Uh, the good thing with Houston and blowouts is they, they let their guys stay in there. Harden will be in halfway through midway, three quarters of the way through the third, even if they're up 15 to 20. A uh, 117.75 team implied total for Houston as 13 and a half point favorites. You get a 222 game total. Charlotte on the other end here has the lowest, by far the lowest team total by about four and a half points on the slate with a 104.25 team total. This game though, nice pace. Uh, it's going to be a pace down spot for Houston. You take Russ out as well. It's just naturally going to be that. But again, Charlotte, they play just oh so slow, slowest pace in the league over the last 30 days. So nice pace up spot for Charlotte. On this Houston side of it, though, it's just a lot of things. Whenever you get no Capella, it's usually better for the rebounding rates of some guys, especially if Tucker's starting at the five. Then you get no Westbrook, and it definitely helps the rebounding rate, the usage, the minutes, the shots, everything in this in this in this offense when one of Harden or Westbrook are out. So with Westbrook out today, or at least doubtful, and Capella already ruled out. Harden looks fantastic. Again, I have him for around 68 fantasy points. You can check out all those projections in a second. I'll, I'll kind of uh, plug them a little bit on the early interest. So Harden looks great. Um, 
Tucker looks fine starting at the five. He projects out for like 25 fantasy points right now for me in 35 or so minutes. Eric Gordon, I put at 35 minutes. He's not an overwhelming value, but a fine play. Same thing for Daniel House in the 5K range. Same thing for Ben McLemore. Austin Rivers looks fine at 32. All of these guys, whichever one you wanted to play, I would say, okay, yep, that makes sense. Um, Right now, I'd probably lean the most to get to Harden. I really want to see what they start at the five with no Westbrook. If it is Tucker, I think he's fine to get to. And Rivers are the guys that stand out. Gordon and Tucker would be sort of secondary options. Macklemore is a fine value at his price point. It's just a matter of pure points upside on this sort of a slate. So if I have him for like 20 fantasy points, yeah, that's really good. He's like six xing value for you. Um, But at the end of the day, is there another guy down in that range or a few hundred dollars more if you have the salary who's going to project for 24, 25, and it's just like a different tier of a player? That's what you have to decide on. Again, haven't really made any lineups yet, just got projections out. But moving over to these early interests, and I'll zone them out a little bit, and I'll say once again that um, I do have projections out every single day so far this season for the NBA. They have been updated. I don't know how many games we've played, but I've updated them every single day except for pretty much one day when my flight got delayed and ended up not being on or ended up being in an airplane where there was no Wi-Fi available. So really difficult to actually get it. I try to schedule my flight around lock time and then gets delayed. So what are you going to do about that? Um, or would land before flight time. Um, but yeah, so this is the early interest for today. There's still 20 on here for a slate that on a four game slate, I'd feel pretty confident with around and ending up, ending up having a player pull around 30. If there's a lot of value, like today, 35, I'm completely fine with. So yeah, th- this slate, I guess the highlight of it is you can play anybody you want. Anybody you want. There's loads of guys in the upper tier range, like the Hardens and the Giannis's and the ADs and the Bronze that are just all on their price. There's loads of guys in the mid range that we'll get to. Guys, pretty much the entor- entire New Orleans team and um, Terry Rogier, CJ McCollum, guys who are just underpriced in the mid range. There's guys on the low end, all the Houston guys with no Russ and Capella likely today, no Russ. Um, Lots of 3K guys from that Houston team, uh, depending on George Hill's status, Pat Connington. So there's just so much value that you can do anything you want and still look like you have a really solid lineup. Building cash lineups today is going to be extremely easy and lucrative. Maybe it gets more difficult just because you can't decide on how good of a lineup you want to build. But I would expect some high scores. Lineups that you can roster, both James Harden and Anthony Davis today, and Davis can drop a 60-point day and Harden can drop an 85-point day. Yeah, you're probably going to see high scores today. So uh, at the top, Harden and Giannis, I like a lot today. Uh, They are my favorite pay-up options. I have them both for over 63 fantasy points, I believe. Harden for touching 68 plus. Again, no rust for Harden. Really don't have to break it down much more than that. I'm probably under-projecting him at 68 fantasy points. I'm sure you'll see a lot of 70 spots today. It's a slower pace spot for Charlotte, so I'm factoring that in. But I have him at 38 minutes in this high team in total. Um, No rust, of course, so the point per minute goes somewhere around 1.9. Really nice. Giannis against New Orleans. The spread is really close, so I'm projecting him for his normal 31 minutes. He can play 32 or 33 if it's close down the stretch. He's $600 cheaper than Harden. I do prefer Harden right now. We'll see what ownership looks like, but Giannis is completely fine. Anthony Davis is very interesting to me on this Interesting to me on this slate because you can get Giannis and Harden lineups, but you're taking on like Rivers and McLemore and Pat Connington and, and guys in that low 3K range that have upside today, but their upside might be 20 to 22 to 24 fantasy points, and then it's kind of pulling down your overall score depending on what Harden and Giannis do. If they both drop 75 or 80, you're probably fine. But Anthony Davis, in this matchup against San Antonio, projects out pretty nicely for me, just over 50 fantasy points, around 51, 52, and he's only 9,300. So clearly underpriced based on my projection. 
The team total of 120 and a half is nice. The issue for him is he's probable today, but they're huge favorites, so he can be a guy that gets pulled. But if this game was to stay close, Davis is in a spot where his upside is definitely in the 60s in fantasy points. We've seen 70 this year, and it comes out a couple of times a year, so it's not something you want to bank on, especially in a wide spread. But he's interesting to me because he has major upside, and he's $2,000 cheaper than Giannis is. So if you want to combine the Harden plus Davis or Giannis plus Davis lineup, it is really appealing to me early on if you can get the mega ceiling out of Anthony Davis. And that's a big if, because he can go out there and drop 40 and get pulled in the third quarter because of them, how much they kind of like to monitor his minutes. 7k range so i just skipped the rest of the 9k range and the 8k range for this early interest and go right to the 7k range where there's a couple of guys chris middleton's probably the guy like the least on this entire list of 20 players i think he's fine the game should stay close i think he has 40 plus point upside but he's 7300 and i think he's appropriately priced or more so than the rest of these players like if middleton was 7000 today he'd be a little bit too cheap if he was 7500 i'd still say he's appropriately priced so i think he's pretty much where he should be so you're not getting much value out of that price tag. Have him at 33 minutes. He can play 35 and then he can crush the price tag and get you 40, 45. Um, but I'm not as much there. These next three guys all from the same team all look great to me today. Zion I have for 31 minutes. He just played 32. He's been averaging 31 over the last three games. Brandon Ingram I have for 34 minutes and Drew Holiday have for 34. Three guys from the same team. I prefer Ingram over all of them. Ingram at just $7,000. Yes, his rebounding rate with Zion in there and his usage with Zion in there has dropped. With Derek Favors now healthy and Drew Holiday now healthy, something that we didn't have for about a month straight a couple weeks ago, his assist percentage and rebounding rate has dropped. He's still like a 1.1 plus fantasy point per minute producer with 34 minutes per game in a very high pace environment now and a high game total in the 240s. I have Ingram for like 38 plus fantasy points at 7,000 makes for one of the better plays. And also look, he has a nice floor on him, even with Zion in there. And also he has a major ceiling. If his shots falling and he takes a couple more than he has over the last couple of days, he has 50 plus point upside still. So Ingram stands out from all the New Orleans guys. I like Zion. I like Drew Holiday a lot. Fine with whatever amount I get to them. They're both in really good spots at too cheap of price points. Drew Holiday being in the 6k range is just beyond me. It's, it's baffling. Zion right now is a 1.25 fantasy point per minute producer. Obviously, that number is very volatile with a small sample. I have met 1.18 today, and he still looks fantastic. Um, Will Barton at 6,500, Terry Rogier and CJ McCollum. This is the range of three guys that I think are fine plays. I think on like a 10-game slate, they would stand out as very strong plays, especially Rogier at 64, McCollum at 63. But they're just not guys that I have overwhelming interest, if that makes sense today, just due to those 7K range. The fact that I want to get all the way up top probably leads me to get to the 5, 4, and 3K range a little bit more as of right now. Um, But McCollum stands out the most at 63. This is exactly a point per minute guy. I think he's at 0.99 now this season. Matchup against Denver with Gary Harris healthy is a little bit more difficult, um, but it's, it's still been an easier matchup. Then in years past, uh, Torrey Craig has been playing a lot more, so the defense has shored up a little bit. Jamal Murray is questionable today, so hopefully if he is out, that makes it a better matchup with Monty Morris going to play 30-plus minutes instead. But McCollum at 63, he's really taken a hit over the last week because Damian Lillard's just dropping, what, five straight 70-plus point fantasy performances, two 80-plus point performances, or three 80-plus performances in that time. But at 6,300, I think he's fine to take shots on. Nothing terrible to say about Rozier in this really good environment versus Houston. He seems okay. Barton seems okay as well. I would have a lot less interest in Barton, though, if Murray played and didn't really have a major minutes limit on him. LaMarcus Aldridge at 6,200 is laughable to me. Look, he hasn't been fantastic over the last week, but this is a guy who's averaging 1.1 fantasy points per minute in a game that stays close, which this one isn't projected to, but even then he's going to play 30 plus minutes today. And at 6,200, it's just too cheap. The only reason why he's not one of the best plays on the slate or stand out incredibly is one, it's a, it's a difficult matchup, but two, there's just like 
20 other guys who were 5.3x guys for me today. So Aldridge on a major big slate at 6,200 would grade out as like a top five, top 10 play. He's below that today only because there's so many better other plays. There's so many great other plays to choose from, but I think he's still fine. 5K range, Eric Gordon, Cody Zeller, and Daniel House. Gordon and House, they're in a price range where they're still too cheap without um, Capella and Westbrook today, if indeed Westbrook misses. Again, he's doubtful. They're still too cheap, but they're they're not as cheap as some of these other guys. They're not in the 4 and 3K range like Rivers and McLemore and PJ Tucker. So um, I might not get to as much of them, but I expect House to start and play 30, 35 minutes. I expect Gordon to play 30, 35 minutes as well, closer to that 35 number. So they should see some of the bigger minutes outside of probably Tucker, who still plays that many at the five. So still have interest in them. They'll definitely be in my player pools and exposures at a good clip. If indeed PJ Washington misses the second end of the back-to-back like he missed last night, Cody Zeller would stand out versus Houston. PJ Tucker at 4,400 is just mispriced here. Yes, he's a guy who is extremely volatile, but when he plays at center, his point-per-minute production and his rebounding rate goes up. If you can get him around a 0.7 fantasy point-per-minute producer for 35 minutes in a very beneficial matchup at just 4,400, he will grade out as around a top 15 top 10 play today. Kyle Kuzma at 4,000. One of the more sketchy values on the slate if you want to consider him a value. If he plays 26, I think he looks great. If he plays 22 or 23 minutes like he did the last time out, he does not look that great. Um, so keep an eye on him. He's more of a, a boomer bust type of value. And if he has any ownership on him, then I would just kind of avoid it. Gary Harris at 3,800 is very similar in that regard. He'll play big minutes, 32 minutes or so. Fine matchup versus Portland, but he's 3,800 and his projection right now for him is like 21 fantasy points and 21 fantasy points is great at 3,800, but there's not much wiggle room at that number. Like if Gary Harris scored 23, I wouldn't be shocked. If he's scoring 28 to 30, I'd be a little bit surprised. Whereas guys below him, like Austin Rivers for $200 cheaper. I would not be surprised if he scores 30 today in 32 minutes of play without Westbrook. Ben McLemore at 3,400. I would not be surprised if he plays 26 minutes today and scores 30 fantasy points because he's a better point per minute producer than Gary Harris when Westbrook is off the court. So I do prefer Rivers and McLemore than uh, two Gary Harris and Kuzma who are more expensive than them. And I expect the ownership to be there. And then finally, $3,200 Pat Connaughton. I actually do have a lot of interest in if indeed George Hill is out. I have him for 22 minutes. He can play more than that. He's in a very good matchup versus New Orleans. He's a guy who does pick up peripherals in many of different ways. Rebounding assists, scoring, um, even steals and blocks he can get in on for his positionality is pretty good there. So I do think he stands out as a nice value at 3200 If indeed you have a Harden and Giannis lineup and you're like, oh, damn, I only got $3,300 left. I think he's a fine plug in there if you like the rest of your lineup. That's where I'm at. That's everything right now. Be sure to check out my Patreon projections. I will link them up below. There'll also be a little pop-up that comes up here. You can check them out. Thank you so much for tuning into this video. Let me know in the comments, did you watch the entire video, listen to the entire podcast? And, and another, another big ask, if you are indeed on the podcasting platform or if you're on YouTube and you want to help me out, please do hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast you're on, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever it might be, Mixer, whatever it might be, hit that subscribe button. And if you have just 30 seconds extra, if you could leave a review, ideally five stars, and just say something really nice about the show, I'll be doing a $25 giveaway this week for just some podcast reviews. Um, so do sh- be sure to check that out. Leave a way for me to contact you. It really does help the podcast audience of this thing grow. And I want to be sure to do that as the weeks go on and the months go on and we continue to grow here on this channel and podcast. So thank you all so much. You all rock. I appreciate every single one of you. Enjoy the beginning of your Tuesday. Nice little four-game slate here. Check out the XFL content and potentially some more PGA content will drop today. Peace out, game. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoy this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.